0: Another lazy Sunday afternoon and we're here to talk about Exiles and Excalibur. Because we are Excalibur. That's right.
1: Are we are we having a relaxed one?
0: I thought I'd I'd take it down a notch and just chill.
1: <laughs> what in like our speakeasy in the like
0: undergraduate? A let's 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 not get all excited man i I think i'm drifting into like 60s hippie i didn't want to do that
1: <laughs> i'm too i'm too british to be hippie
0: obviously.
1: <laughs> did you guys not have
0: hippies we
1: have we have hippies we have we have many hippies we have hippies punks everything okay congrats
2: we have, we have
1: what you we have what you have but i assume they're all a bit more
0: stiff upper lip and all that jazz mm, yeah a little bit more culture to to them <laughs>
1: I, I wasn't going to say that. But thank you. I'll, I'll take. I'll take it. Um, I'll take it. I like the idea of having a lazy a lazy Sunday afternoon because mm. these books are, are hectic. These three are
0: yeah. going to talk
1: very a lot fast
0: paced. Yeah, yes. lots to talk about. But before we get into the books, uh, maybe we should go over some uh, X related news. And not X as in uh, Charles Xavier, who took over Phantom X's body and is now back, but hasn't appeared in anything in a while, X. I
1: actually thought you, I thought you were going to say X, when you said not X, I thought you were going to say, like, like not ex-boyfriends or girlfriends, (laughs) you?
0: I was was like, where's he going? Yeah, we can do that, yeah. Yeah, Darren, let's talk about your exes. That's what we're going to make this show about. Oh, right. Have you got four hours? No, um... (laughs) Anyway. But uh, the big news has been uh, Uncanny X-Men has been announced. Uh, it's, it, when's it starting?
1: Um, it starts the day before my birthday on November the 14th. Oh, congrats.
2: Uh,
0: hopefully it's good enough for my birthday.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we find so, out yeah. that it's it's going to be a weekly title, right? Which is yeah, so amazing, I, I, I guess. I can afford it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah.
1: but you know we we,
0: we are very happy because some of our favorite creators at the moment um some people we we were hoping were going to be on uncanny were announced like uh kelly thompson and uh the the previous artist on uh x-men red osmar is on there so that's that's good news exactly
1: it is very good news, and and is still spotting his uh, beard, so mm-hmm. the world is still in, still imbalanced. But I'm not... You know when you like, this is... Oh, do you know what all I kept thinking was? Well, I hope Exiles and, and, and X-Men Red Art cancelled for this. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's
1: all, I, that's all I kept thinking. Um... I don't know. The word disassembled in ten weeks... Um. I'm just cynical, so I'm just kind of like, okay. Oh, hopefully, it's a good read. Hopefully, it's fun. Hopefully, at the end of it, we'll have like a few x books with some great creatives and some interesting characters with some interesting ideas, and we can wash away gold and blue. And mm.
0: you know, yeah, we're done with gold and blue. We don't need we don't need that anymore.
1: So I'm all, I'm more all like, let's hope, hope for the best, hmm. but, prepare, but prepare for the worst. You know, we, had, we you. had
0: been hoping Thompson was going to be a writer on that series for like a long time, so part of me is like super happy to have her there, and and we were sad to see Oswald leave red, but if he's going to be drawing on Kenny, that's, that's you know, a nice consolation prize, so to speak. Um, and, you know, the, the other creators who maybe we're not as excited about uh, aren't schlubs you know they're not awful creatives in it in any sense of the word so I, I think you can only look on on this as, you know with a positive light at least creative well, speaking
1: yeah because artistically um all of the people involved on the art side are pretty awesome so it's gonna look great issue to issue and you know good art can sell sell me a book yes um, yeah because i'm here for the the, the art form as opposed to like the nitty gritty continuity. So, um, if it if it's just about I don't know the X Men disassembling the X Mansion and reassembling it ha. somewhere else, <laughs> but it's drawn beautifully. I don't care that I'll be watching Pixie and Jubilee and such forth hammering nails. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. It'll be great. It'll be great fun as long as it looks lovely. I totally would actually screw what they've got planned. I now want that <laughs> as, as this entire for ten issues. That's a lot of construction issues. No, no, no. You, you, yeah. They disassemble it. That's five issues. Okay. They well,
0: maybe together. they can do like a couple issues of disassemble, and then they play a baseball game, and then they go like shopping, <gasps> and then they go back to like reassembling it. And can we have that? Because everyone knows the classic shopping mall sequence with a sentinel.
1: Mm-hmm. So we could totally have like a sentinel that they disassemble. Oh. Yeah, there you go. If they disassemble something in every issue, I'll be very happy. <laughs>
0: That's the like, running through, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So even if it's just like um, making a, uh, um, uh, what do they call it, a reconstructed like, tri- like dessert, like a key lime pie, but they have <laughs> the limes and the cream and the biscuits, and they haven't made it yet. If they just assemble, <laughs> even if they do that, I'll be sure. happy.
2: I, I, don't,
1: I don't ask for much.
0: One issue is just like Gabby is taking apart some of her Legos and that's she's just disassembling her Lego set. I'm, I'm cool she with that. Invites, she invites Genki bound to um, help. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh, come on. Gabby and Genki together? I want to see that. Oh, my God.
1: I, I am actually... I know some people don't like ex-characters going into different teams, but I would love Gabby to be slipped into the champions. So I would really like her sort of her shining light next to like Kamala and Miles and mm-hmm. Amadeus I think it'd be a really interesting bubbly mix of fun just happiness everyone's just happy yeah
0: that That's would be what...
1: fun so because because she you know or just a team I know that it might not go that way but just a team up book with the Stepford Cuckoos where they just fist bump each other all the time <laughs> hey, just, just a one shot I could just do that I could okay. do shot. I could do that See, I see. I don't ask much.
0: Hmm.
1: There's a lot. There's a lot of ex-fans that ask for a lot. I just ask for like a little bit of disassembling, <laughs> a little bit more Gabby, and people being happy. That's <laughs> so, not, not. See, it's not much. Ten issues. I at least get one of that. One, one of those things, right?
0: I so. hope so.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine if there was no disassembling, Gabby's <laughs> Gabby's not even in it, and everyone's just miserable for all ten issues. At the tenth issue, I just be like, what was the point of me buying this? I'm so, I'm so disappointed. But anyway, let's not, yeah, let's
0: not create our own fan fiction and then be, disappoint ourselves.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anti fan
1: fiction. Yeah, is that the word? <laughs> Anti fan fiction. Well, if not, I feel like, we should create it.
0: Sure. I I just hope, in all seriousness, that we get, um, these creatives have some room to work and tell a story they want to tell they give the artists enough time to draw and we get some great like character work and uh some some gorgeous artwork and i'll be happy
1: yeah and as long as not many people die <laughs> that's be nice
0: yeah i would i would i'd be down for that too as in not them not dying <laughs> so anyway yeah, that was a bit of a tangent, but uh, yeah, it's it's on. Me's coming back in November. Exactly.
1: Maybe we should review it. <gasps> Shock horror. Maybe. That's a no. <laughs> that sounds like a no from me and you, but yeah, anyway. That's not, that's not what we focus on, Dan. Let's not. I'm, I'm sure Jason will vote, vote into it. Yeah, um, of course. On... I'm talking of ta J- Jason. Um, this is a tangent. The tangent, a segue. Segway. So I, I, we issued a slight question on our Twitter feed um, to create your own Excalibur team. You could use one of the original five. So you could either use Nightcrawler, Kitty, Rachel, Katrin, or Megan, or you could. You don't even need to use them. But you just don't. You, you could use anyone you wanted on this team. And Jason was one of the people who responded. And he was thinking about like creating it now. So Paul Colossus has been left at the altar and is very sad. So he went off um and created his own Excalibur team of Banshee, Quentin Choir, X twenty three, and Pixie. So how do you feel about Jason's
0: Excalibur team? What's oh, amazing he just sidestepped any character from the <laughs> <laughs> from the yeah. original team at all he's like nope i don't need any of them i got my own team all set and this is an interesting team he put together
1: um as always because it's excalibur and i'm thinking british he's at least got a welsh um national i mm-hmm. um, right there so he's filled one role <laughs> but no i actually quite like it i think it would be an interesting thing to see
0: yeah i did um, think, i wonder who the leader would be to be honest I feel like Banshee would take take charge. I feel like he should. But if Colossus is starting it, maybe he's gonna try and
1: lead. I don't know. But I'm sorry, Colossus fans, but like Mr. Wooden leading people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it would work. Or Mr Metal, I suppose in that case. I don't know if it worked. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it'd be like a challenge for him. Yeah, yeah. To I see him
0: trying to like grow time. after his his disappointing uh, not marriage like him trying something new might be a, a fun experience all well,
1: right well we did get some other interesting uh, lineups from um i was i was gonna say all around the web but i, all I think around they're the
0: all, mi- all around the universe all Ever-verse. around the universe <laughs> in
1: every verse i imagine we had more um answers in in different universes than this
0: one we gotta get that but, um, that like interdimensional twitter
1: it's probably nicer than the one that we have now. That's definitely for sure. But um, I want to call it uh, Streetham Comics. He also responded. He, he actually gave us like a free tweet response because he had to think because he was like every British mutant has been in Excalibur. So I need to have time to like sort of process. And his team was Megan, Lockheed, or Lockheed's wife and kids. Spoilers for later Episodes: Wolf Spain, someone who, someone who's like a war machine analog. He hasn't decided on the pilot yet. Um, and Banshee. If that one that seems a lot more British. Yes. Um, than the other one, and I actually quite like it. I like that Lockheed himself is a, a member. member. Yeah. Of the team, um, and he also went on saying that he would like some frenemies, so like a lot of like, because there's a UK Morlocks if Joe right. Casey wrote them in that. One with Chamber, um, so he was talking about having uh, UK Morlocks like in it a lot, and maybe having some sort of um, British version of Strike where they have like Sentinels, Sentinel uniforms and such forth. And I actually could totally dig his his lineup. To be honest, I can see it. I I, don't, I think the machine, like the War Machine one, is a really interesting like heavy here, especially yeah. depending on who you decide on who's going to pilot it um but I'm, I'm all down for like a full-on brit an actually full-on british team that would be full-on british but um talking about full-on british um or full-on non-american mm. uh, at door jeremy also had a list he had captain britain uh the black knight excalibur which would be um Fa- uh, Faiza Hussein and uh, Spitfire and Valkyrie. So a lot of swords, in fact. Yes, <laughs> three swords. Three swords: a Speedster and Captain Britain. But Captain Britain has a sword too. Sometimes.
2: So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the super sword theme. We you might have to change the name of the group, like from from pointy.
1: <laughs> I quite like. To be fair. Um, I really loved um, Captain Britain and, and MI Thirteen. That was a really great book, and that ha- it has a lot of crossover here with 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 what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said I said uh, MI Thirteen, and and my Alexa decided to um, <laughs> turn on. She's clearly working for my government. Exactly.
0: And <laughs> <Look out.
1: laughs> um, hey, maybe yeah, we'll get it, some more
0: listeners that way.
1: Maybe not the ones we want. But the ones we deserve. Oh. Um, I know, I know. I had to go there, um, but I like, I like the fact there's a cr- lot of crossover with that series, the Captain Britain and My Thirteen. So it's all like, yay yeah, for me. Um, thank you, Alexa, for like ruining my life because it's just destroyed my my pad and I had it all in front of me. This is what happens when you record with pretend preparation.
0: That's what I'm going to call it. Are you calling us amateurs, Dan?
1: I am totally amateur. Mm. Uh, it, it's not that I never, le- I didn't learn anything podcasting for those years on that other podcast.
0: <laughs> we didn't. Uh, you didn't go to podcasting school. I went to podcasting school. You didn't go. You, went to, you don't so, have a degree.
1: No, I, I don't have a degree in podcasting. I might have to report just, you to
0: Apple. I don't know if we can do this anymore.
1: All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, will just, I'll just scream. I don't know. Um, Brexit. And does that work? Sure. it usually works in our country <laughs> um, anyway um, I do asked, like
0: the I, idea of Captain Britain and the Black Knight being on the same team though
1: oh you will I think you will like because uh, that's what happens in MI13 so I think you would go and like that Elizabeth. I think awesome. it's Peter Milligan it. oh, um, cool. I'm trying to remember who, who the creator was Peter Milligan and oh, I'd totally forgotten his name Leonard Kirk was on pencils Um, it's he did a I'm sure he did an arc in uh, Wolverine only Wolverine recently I don't know what else he's done recently and the, our last uh, listener um, at, at Matt underscore Brackenseek says his team is Nightcrawler leading the team of course right. Sage Frenzy Hellion and Mimic
0: I, I like having Mimic in like a, another book
1: yes which which Mimic is he thinking because he might be thinking Exiles mimic, or is he thinking normal mimic? Mm. I like. I have. I have a soft spot for Hellion after Academy X and right. X Men. Frenzy. Last time I read Frenzy was what Mike Carey's X Men run. She's cool. She's just a. She's a tank, isn't she? She's like mm-hmm. a super strong. Tank, so she'll fill that role well. Sage. I never really got behind Sage. Like I didn't understand what she could do i understand that she's like a living computer but i remember like god i remember extreme x-men not many people That's, i don't know if many people I do mean, i try to forget and she could like jumpstart people's mutant powers as well oh okay and i was like is that your power and then I, and then she's like i've got a computer brain i was like is that your power and then she's like i'm this and i'm like Who, what so you're basically just a narrative device like that's your your her mutant power is plot convenience, is her is her mutant power. Her, obviously, it was written by Claremont in the 2000s, so it's it's to be expected. He he's been writing writing a lot. He he does run out of ideas sometimes. Um, but I can see it as being like an information broker. That could be interesting. As part of the team, sure. But my my main question, um, is what is what would your team be?
0: So I thought about this and, you know, I, I wanted to have like a, not just British, but sort of like an international, hopefully like more European feel to the team and uh, like incorporate some characters I love that we don't see that much anymore. So I actually want Chamber to be on it as the leader. Um, I'd also love to have Megan on the team as the one callback and I want her to be like in the field And for Captain Britain to make, like, some appearances as a side character, but to basically be the babysitter Mm -hmm. uh, of the team, I thought would be a lot of fun. uh, Because otherwise, uh, it's just, uh... let me start over again. So I want to have Chamber as the leader, uh, Megan uh, on the team with Captain Britain at home doing the babysitting, uh, sort of like reverse their roles, uh, where he's the one that isn't always getting serviced uh, properly as a character mm-hmm. um and then those were my main three and i to be honest i had trouble coming up with like other characters who really wanted to be on there i, I thought about bishop but then i was like i don't i don't know if i really want bishop then i thought about moira and I'm like that would be an interesting ad and then i thought well maybe like danger uh like danger room the the character Mm -hmm. Uh, but to be honest I'm sort of flummoxed after those first three I was like these are the three I totally want and anyone else could just be like rotating like I'm not I don't care like those are the three characters I want to see
1: that's fair because it's weird because like I actually cross over with Chamber Chamber would be on mine as well alright so mine would obviously be Chamber and obviously I, I can't not have Nightqual on it him being my favorite Character,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I'd have him, Chamber, and Psylocke as like the cool. the, the, the main sort of three. Because I was trying to like get characters that were not analogs, but similar to to so the original the,
2: team.
1: Yeah, similar to the original team. Because like I had um, Strong Guy on it as well to like sort of fill in the tank role. So. And my la- my last my last team member, I didn't. I was struggling to find something that would would sort of fit Megan's role or, or Kitty's role. So I just went with um. Good. I literally just went with Doug, as in the grand. Oh, nice, movie. nice. Because I, I I was like, I needed. Uh, he's not like a t- field player, but he would like be the logistics expert and. Mm-hmm. And then I, 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 then I was just thinking to myself, well, it works. I, I'd probably maybe swap out, I'd maybe because I, I was thinking, ah, it feels like it needs a little bit more, I don't know, bits and bobs. So I might swap out um, Strong Guy with M. Okay. Just For the other the other com- callback, because I feel like I need another strong tank, but a very different, unique, and I feel like M's always been a very unique character, and I know they've done stuff with her recently, but i just just on it all. Because <laughs> you can, and everyone just start afresh. Um, nice yeah I just thought it'd be an interesting sort of mix of characters because I I I just thought that Psylocke would be the Braddock
0: of the team essentially like Mm -hmm.
1: she fills in she sort of fills in for Rachel
0: as the telepath as well so So I just I just realized who I wanted to like finalize the team I want to have the siblings Rasputin in there so Ilyana and Colossus like together because I really like when they're interacting together on a team Oh, yeah. And then, I might add the White Queen. I might add Emma Frost.
1: I'd love to. I just, I'd add a Emma Frost to everything. <laughs>
0: a part, because, like, a part of me wants to, like, add... To be
1: honest, there's a part of me that just wanted a full queer team and just be, like, North Star, Iceman, Karma, and all, and just have, like, a ten-man strong team of all, all, all on mm. and just go for it. But I want that to be the new Uncanny Book, so...
0: That's... Well, That's just me. With Cebulski as editor in chief, I don't know how likely that is. It'd be so much fun. But we'll see. Yeah, but what about the straight white male? What's he gonna uh, you know, identify with then? It's like uh if if they're not getting exactly the same thing they've always been getting, why would they continue to read comics?
1: Well I'll just make X Men and it can just have straight people in <laughs> So the breeders can be happy. One for each. All right. For each. Cool. There you go. Well, that was fun. <laughs> it is. I always like thinking fan- fantasy picking uh, members. We should do an Exiles one. Mm. And, then, and then stipulate that they have to be different. Yeah. And why they're different. And what universe is
0: they're from. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That we could say, like, they have to have appeared in a previous Exiles issue. Ooh. Oof.
1: That'd be interesting. But not have been a main character, right? Yeah, never be a main character, but they could be in out of any time timeline. So I obviously Namor from his hippie days is, <laughs> is is the leader of my team already. So that works. <laughs> Little Magneto <laughs> would definitely be there. Then I'd dip into the other, other ones. The old school exiles, which I suppose we should do now. Segway, da, 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 da. yeah, I remember my auntie. I may not have been trained by the school of podcasting, but I remember hosting one for four years. So um, I remember segways were a thing. Well, <laughs> so. you
0: just did it.
1: Exactly. It's all coming back to me after so many episodes. It's all coming back. We're almost. We're getting close to double digits, stand. See, it takes it takes a while for me to get going. What? That sounds wrong.
2: (laughs) Sounds wrong on every
0: level. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Dan, did you know that this week's Exiles was named the best comic of the month by Wizard? This issue eight. Uh, issue eight, yeah. With this,
1: with 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 Sunfire and a T Rex or dinosaur on the front cover. Yeah this issue here right here that i'm I, i've read
0: there's a stamp on the cover that says named best comic of the month by wizard was nothing else released <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad Look, Spoilers for my opinion
1: at, at least just... it's
0: not saying best cover of the month you know
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like did someone rip all the other covers off, off the comic <laughs> This is uh, right. So we're gonna have to jump into this. I obviously don't have because uh, of my ultimate collections. I just have the actual art. I don't have. I don't have the title or anything else. I don't have the wizard stamp of approval. <laughs> All I have is Sunfire, and behind her is supposed to be Thunderbird, but he literally reminds me of like a Brachiosaurus, or 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 and an Apatosaurus, or another long-necked like sauropod dinosaur. Uh, he generally looks like an, an. Doesn't look like anything like.
0: What he's supposed to look like. No. He
2: just looks weird. He's his, really like, weird.
0: His sh- his left shoulder is like really turned in on his body, or he's got like really like a a, a short shoulder length, comparatively yeah. speaking. It's
1: like Sunfire looks fine. She looks Well, fine.
0: well I mean, let's not let's not go overboard. <laughs> she looks like a human, we can say. She looks like a human.
1: Next to him, she looks like someone good has not drawn it. Um who did the, do you know who did this cover? Because I don't have any information about it at all.
0: I assume it's the uh that, that digital company that's <laughs> Digi- colours doing the colors. The colors are horrible. Um but yeah they are and, and plus Sunfire has like a nipple on her, her shoulder on her costume. I don't know what's called oh, with that.
1: I didn't see that. I was uh
0: why? I don't know. This is a rough cover. This is like someone went to a really young version of AI and was like, so, can you just like create a cover based on all your knowledge of what humans are supposed to look like? <laughs> and this is what happened.
1: Do you think um, someone rushed it? Whoever was drawing it just rushed it. It's not his, fault, his or her fault. They just rushed it out, and the colouring company was like, okay. We'll fill in the blanks. And they went overboard on the gleam. Maybe, and- but
0: all three of these covers to, to the storyline are like this. Oh, oh God. I've, st- I've just
1: skipped ahead. I've just skipped ahead. Yes. You may be right
0: there. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I mean, the less said about this cover, the better. Uh, but the story is A World Apart, part one of three, with writer Judd Winnick and penciler Mike McCone. At least that's what Marvel Unlimited says. It is it, it is. it is. Is them because it's the original creative team. You can tell with when it's McCown. Oh yeah. no! I'm just saying. You know, we had those that like mix up previously. Yeah. So. So. Uh, you no, know, Dan. Why don't you take us through this? Where do we start off here?
1: So, we have narration. Almost as if someone has sat down in front of a fire with a giant book, telling you what's happening to the exiles. And the pers- we are told that the Exiles have been through many worlds. They've started dubbing themselves the Exiles because it was a joke and then the Dark Phoenix said they were Exiles. And um, they've saved, destroyed, uh, created, discovered, salvaged, fight, persevered throughout all of these worlds. I like the idea that they've destroyed. Um, and so we get like a, a sort of everyverse world tour. Yeah. Um, A place where the Savage Land is over two continents large where President Stark uh, exists and is assassinated. A world full of hulks. New York has been taken over by Spider Demon. That was definitely a bad world. Um,
0: <laughs> a at world least Morph ex- got a chance to shine in that one.
1: Yes. Morph did win. He was the one that beat Spider Demon.
0: A world
1: full of ex-babies. And Which, The less
0: said, the better about that one.
1: Exactly, as as the text says. And then a world of sweet tooth. Um, <laughs> and you know, and it says here that they had a really. They, sometimes the the Talus gives them missions, like um, file a bank robbery is the one here. And so they file the bank robbery within a, like less than an hour. And this house doesn't teleport them off for ages. So they they had fun on an island, near Australia. They just had a chill. And their relationships. This is a very good way, and hmm, some may say lazy way, of going. Everyone's in relationships now. Uh, People are closer because we get two panels: one of mimic and blink, which we was building up to it, kissing and embracing. Right. And it's all about like, you know, we're together now. It's all fun and games. And then, boom, twist. We find out that TJ is fighting in some sort of arena. And it's a world conquered by the schools, and they've been there for months.
0: No, not months. Oh, like the exiles have been there for months, but the yeah. The <laughs> schools have been there for a hundred years. Yeah,
1: apparently. But the exiles themselves have been there for months, and um, T. It, it's quite an interesting idea. Like TJ, at first was um, holding back against her opponents, but now has because it's fight for survival is now just beating everyone, proving that she's the best person in a bandana in all of the uh, games.
0: And who else has been captured? Well, um, you know, we, we see a number of, of, of the team captured, but I really would like to focus on this one page of her fighting, partially because I think this is some of the best artwork in the issue. Um, and how it really goes over her decision process from, you know, trying to be as passive as possible to Sort of embracing her darker uh, instincts, um, mm-hmm. I, but I really like this page. And I'm, I'm wondering who is she fighting here? Is that marrow? Like, who is that supposed to be?
1: I was actually going to say, do you like it because she's beating up marrow? Because <laughs> I, like, like Mar- I feel like that's marrow because of the color scheme. Mm-hmm. But it, it could be anyone.
0: It really could. It really
1: could. But the color scheme with the red hair and the green reminds me a little bit more of marrow. But she beats it. I think I agree with you. I really like the panel where it first cuts to her with her hair braids, like sort of coming out of the panel. Right. I really like that one. And to be honest, the art hasn't been that bad, like through them. I think some of it's a bit weird, yeah. like yeah. America's face on one of those panels. She
0: always looks but, weird.
1: Yeah, they do not know how to draw But I do love uh, T.J. in her suit holding her sunglasses.
0: I like this costume for her, to be honest.
1: Well, the um, the brown.
2: Yeah, it's
0: it's less about like like I'm barely covering my nipples and and vagina. It's more like this is an actual outfit.
1: Yes, it's more combat worthy. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: and it kind of it kind of works for her color scheme as well. I I kind of like it.
1: And unfortunately, she's very sad. Well, she walks back to the wooden pens. I think they're wooden pens, like the prison cells that everyone else is there. They do look. This is where you, yeah. yeah, they do And um, this is where you get a brief history after she talks to Mimic, who mimics all about like you're doing well, uh, keep up the good work, and then um, we find out that TJ is going to go up against a flyer, which in the rules of this game uh, is flyers and combat uh, ground combat combatants don't mix. But apparently, she's beaten everyone in her weight division. So now she's going to go fight storm from the description. So that should be fine. That should be fine. Fighting Storm herself. But this is, this is the thing. It's a, um, so we get like a history lesson where the schools came a hundred years ago. The sort of basically used Earth as a launching pad in the Crease school war and slowly but surely taking over the planet, and then the game started, and we have this uh, sort of page of the thing knocking out Colossus with a with a double fisted uppercut, Star Trek style.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally Star Trek style. Yes,
1: <laughs> and yeah, and then we find out that there are our, our powerful uh, exiles who can defeat everyone in the games were subdued within seconds of teleporting into the this world, but not all of them. Only TJ, Mimic, Thunderbird, and Sunfire, Morph, and Blink escaped, and are wandering around finding a solution to their problem. So, what do you think say.
0: about like how the characters feel uh, at this point? At least the captured characters.
1: I feel like Mimic, as we find out, Mimic's like weird is doing like weird prep talks to try and keep everyone going. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, as you find out, I feel like um, this must hit home quite heart- heavy for John, as he was designed to be a weapon uh, right. by Apocalypse. I feel like this is why when there's later on you have comments of, like, you've got to eat. Because apparently if they lose, they get half rations of food. So it makes it seem like he's been sort of holding back and losing if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Mar- I feel like um, Sunfire and TJ have sort of tried to be good, but I've just gone, fuck it, we have to survive. Um, but the only person that seems to have any hope that the others will, that Morph and Blink will
0: come and help them is Mimic at the time. Which seems very true to him, his character, especially given his background of being like a proper x band with like, you know, uh, whereas where, where so many of the other characters come from like, dysfunctional universes he came from like a almost like 616 A universe you know what I mean
1: yeah like the perfect one yeah where he was
0: loved and he had friends and family so it's easier for him to like be positive and and be that like rah rah cheerleader
1: it's really interesting as you go through that um some of the characters don't even respond to him right like even though he's trying to I see what he's trying to do but I can imagine it just being quite grating, because you're locked up, forced sure. to fight constantly. But then we get this really sort of... I'd call it... I don't know, it's not an interlude, but the story from Blink and Morph's perspective as they're trying to walk around the squirrel inhabited sort of villages Um, and they're discovered and I do like... I really like the panel where they're discovered and they, but they're like, there's two um with some sort of device that can read mutant powers or superpowers it's like there's two signals and they both just sort of look at the us the reader because obviously we're from Morse protective i just felt it was quite a fun little
0: and then there's just him smiling i love the, the panel of him smiling like like that <laughs> like whoops i guess you caught me grin honest uh scroll face is so great and I, I I just like the uh, the little fight where he's being attacked by two
1: like pink cats essentially <laughs> um, and he's like a giant he's like a mecha almost and so they so they they part away and
0: they, Blink they is barely not happy. escape yeah and they're yeah, sort of bickering basically. about it
1: and yeah Blink's not happy and there's a moment of pause and Morph who it's kind of the heart of the team, even though he can be a bit of a prick. Right. Um, sort of reassures her. And, you know, but in the shadows, someone is using a spy class yeah. to look at our heroes. So before we get to
0: that, um, I, I really love this panel of, of the two. You know, the last panel on the previous page, uh, mm. right after the pause, where, where uh, he says... We'll get him back, Blinky. And she goes, "Damn straight, we will." Like it's a great like team bonding moment. And I was wondering, is this the first time he, he calls her Blinky? Yep, I think
1: it is. Which? But I I I I generally do think it's because like those two characters haven't really interacted much. Mm-hmm. And I think it's quite nice that they uh, Winnick's decision to put them two together as like the sort of people that could save them um it's a really interesting because he could have easily had morph in in the tournament or blink in the tournament yeah um so and <clears throat> i just really like this this sort of interlude i i i thought it was quite fun like when they get discovered and like you say this is his grin is hilarious And like him saying he's not the only shapeshifter on the changeling on the block and uh oh yeah he was him, upset by that <laughs> yeah and that, and that they kind of do struggle to get away from them and like sort of Blink being just frustrated and angry about the whole situation
0: but, Yes. All right, and then we, we cut to Jonathan back in uh, rather, I, I called him Jonathan it's probably not Jonathan it's probably just John right yeah I feel like it's a John yeah so John's back in the, uh, in the tournament here he's, he's fighting strong guy um, who is somehow is has got the upper hand on him, uh, but then you, you realize because John's not not trying to to Hulk out so to speak, um, it Mimic's like come on boy you gotta you gotta do your thing otherwise you know none of us are gonna survive. And he he starts fighting back a little bit enough to beat strong guy uh, and like really beat up strong guy because that's kind of what he does as a character is get beat up. Um, <laughs> I mean there's another, there's another Star Trek uh,
1: double fisted uppercut
0: yeah um, which you know if, if you know anything about fighting you know it actually is not a good move to do it all like the force uh, like when you combine your two hands together actually makes your, your blow weaker but looks visually uh, you know wonderful <laughs> and that's why they do maybe, it maybe maybe John's doing it because he doesn't want to like decapitate <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: with one, with a punch, because he probably could. Um, so much for strong guy's ability to absorb kinetic energy. I feel like he's just been overwhelmed. Yes. Um, I do like the sort of what I do like is the school names for the, su- the, the superheroes that we all know and love, like Banner, right? Uh, a Beast, and is it Stormfire or whatever it is for Johnny Storm? Right. Fire Girl. <laughs> Flame. <laughs> Flames, yeah, Fire Girl, uh, or Fire Lass. Um, but yeah, and I do, it's interesting that they're, they're just shackled immediately after the fight and just sent off. Because, mm-hmm. yes, this is Gladiator. Um, this is where we are. I like a good Gladiator story. And, um, so yeah, Mimic gives him a sort of pat on the back, and uh, Sunfire's kind of like, screw you. <laughs> basically <laughs> she's, yeah. she is not in any of it she's not happy with mimics um sort of thing but it sounds like mimics super popular in the arena. Mm. so it's probably because you know everyone's just pissed off that he's popular everywhere he goes so
0: no, no, know, no matter uh, what you know, with facial hair like that it's amazing he's so popular <laughs>
1: so maybe he can maybe people are just in awe of the fact that his facial hair looks like that. <laughs> maybe, being, maybe, maybe, maybe just people are just like how? How is that even possible?
0: Everyone's just ironically but... cheering him,
1: perhaps. <laughs> it's just a bunch of school hipsters. Understands, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, as mimic goes off and to fight, we go. We we meet back with morph and blink, who meet up with this universes. Da da dum. Sam Wilson, which in Exiles recently, what we've been reviewing, we've seen a lot of Sam, which is nice. I love it. I feel like you know he should totally just be a member of the team um, for the amount of times. Pirate Sam Wilson should be a member of the new Exiles team. Oh god, yeah. Uh, I would, I would gladly just beg someone to do that for me. <laughs> yeah, so Sam's are like, "Hi guys," and they're like, "All right, mate," and. Follow me if you want to live is essentially what's happening here. And so they go off and see what Sam's all about and where he's leading them to. And it's when we cut to Sunfire, who is fighting Avalanche. And I don't... Who is talking in this? Oh, it's, oh yeah. Some some squirrels are talking about how it's an even fight. And in the two panels, you see that Sunfire is literally just nuking the F yeah, around him.
0: Yeah. I mean, Avalanche is another sort of joke character, right? So... So it's, uh, it's pretty obvious she was going to take him out, and she does in two panels. And, it's, and, it's, and the story
1: segues to two schools out in space with Judge Dredd esque uh, interpretive helmets. Yeah, on. yeah. Because um, they even wear clothes that remind me of Judge Dredd. Um, And they're sort of just in space, and there's a big old alert, and everyone's upset, and then there's fire and destruction, and then there is only Galactus.
0: I love this. I did not see this coming at all. So no, and yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and, because obviously, famously, Fantastic Four stop him, and famously, doesn't Galactus eat the Skrull homeworld at one point?
0: Right. So I thought it was a nice two for one. <laughs> I love I, the, the I love page the panel. slash panel of Galactus. Like he looks really good.
1: I really, like, I love the panel of Galactus. I really like the panel of is it Terax? Yes,
0: yeah.
1: And I really just love the panels leading up to it, like the spaceship on fire. And I like, I really like the colour work of that Paul school getting set, set alight. <laughs> I mean, it's really, really lovely done. Um yeah, 'cause Because usually we haven't been like really, uh, we haven't really complimented the digital art of this era, but I um, digital colouring. But I feel like this has really nailed it in places.
0: Yeah, that's a nice sequence. Yeah. That three-panel sequence of him burning up is is quite nice.
1: Which I think is where it should end. This is where the the, the issue should end. This right, is right, this right. is just just in a second. But I feel that that's enough of a cliffhanger to stop your issue and go further next time. I, However, actually,
0: yeah, but they go they go we get a little more story.
1: Yeah, they try a different cliffhanger. Which kind of destroys takes the wind out of the Galactus thing, so we're following Sam, uh, Mimic, and Morph. Morph <laughs> going through many shapes. Glowing. I
0: love his costumes. He's got like the safari hunter from like the nineteen twenties look, uh, and then he's in like uh, a cartoony like robber, like striped shirt with a black knit hat and and, uh, and I don't know, like goggles on. I I just love. How his emotions like automatically manifest or is his humor automatically manifest physically it's he's a great visual character and I don't I, I, I feel like every episode I'm just like oh I love Morph but once again I love Morph <laughs> uh, and I kind of
1: like the dialogue here with Sam sort of explaining we all know what it is once it gets down to about uh, is it like um, which is that two came back from a space mission enhanced you kind of instantly sort of think, ah, oh, it's Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like sort of... It's 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 exposition, but it works. And the big shock cliffhanger is Reed Richards exists in this universe in an underground bunker filled with metal balls and bicycles. Yeah, I don't know what's going on which... with that. <laughs> metal balls and bicycles is definitely an album. Mm um he's he's producing at some point with that hairstyle um and i was like i i don't i think it takes a lot away from i know anything can happen in exiles you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and people have died main char- a main character has died, and usually it's exiles does unexpected things, but you show Galactus, then you show Reed straight after. I can only really think of... If you put Reed into the story as a red herring, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's going to help solve the problem. Or is he going to solve the problem? It kind of like takes away from the actual cliff... The, what I would say is the issue's actual cliffhanger. Right. The Earth's about to be eaten.
0: <laughs> essentially. No, I totally agree. That was a better cliffhanger. And bringing Reed in... like second issue of this arc i think would have fit better uh story-wise but you know, it is, we haven't had a reed richards yet um so this could be it could be interesting to see how this works or it could just be reed richard defeats galactus again like we we know this what's going to happen oh yeah i don't know like i was i was it kind of took the wind out of my sails as well like that galactus uh, like sudden appearance was like I was like blown away. Boom everyone's on fire. There's Galactus. Alright shit's gonna go down and then hey Reed Richards is here too. I don't I was not excited about the Reed Richards. It's it's like he's like having the the opening act come after uh the main act has already played
1: <laughs> That's exactly how it should that's perfect a perfect way of putting it but, um on the whole i don't know because i didn't read all the other books of the month that wizard says this is the best book of the <laughs> month but on, on the whole i can see why it's actually quite a good i think it's an interesting sort of post gladiator storyline mm-hmm. um and i think it's an interesting sort of beginning i think the book said the beginning of the book is quite strong where it goes through all of the, the time months because you don't really know where you're going um you're like oh are we having a are we, are we having a rest issue or oh, you know and so it's like i will throw you into like these were all these really crazy places we've been but this seems to be the worst we've been right it's the worst place we have been um and i i like the idea that the team has been split up and the galactus moment is really good and for the, for the most part, I quite enjoyed the art. Um, so I'd say it's quite, strong, quite a strong issue. I just feel, unfortunately, I feel like, um, like you say, like the wind is just taken out of the sails right at the very end. Okay, but outside of, that, outside of that, I think it's quite a strong issue and it does quite a nice things with the characters. And artistically, it's really, I'd say, some of McCone's best work that we've read so far in the series. Like, there's some really nice panels, and he can draw the hell out of a smiling morph, and the, yes. the, the hell out of Galactus. Yeah, and I, I really like the um, sort of the actual flow of panels as well, the um, framing of them on the page, mm-hmm. where it's all they're bro- broken up quite well, and especially um, sort of where the thing hits Colossus, the first panel sort of stunted and then it sort of levels itself out by the time it gets to, to John.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I so thought it was quite a nice, quite a nice touch. Like the technical, I feel like the technical creativity, like they've got the flow of the, the book now. Yeah. And so they're going to try and sort of experiment with uh, panel framing and sort of how many panels can we put on? What kind of like that double page spread of um, Nocturne, Looking at sort of the stadium, and then you've got the panel down the side of it with the squirrels cheering, and then like in in direct opposite you have the people in in prison uh, essentially and a crying nocturne and sort of mimic being all bearded. Um, so I don't understand. By the way, did he did he shave his beard before he decided to um, go out? Because because you know that panel where you're like oh yeah he's got. Whole facial hair.
0: Yeah, yeah. He totally shaved his beard, didn't he? Because he had a full-on beard. Why? Well, <laughs> he could have. I mean, he could have just like pulled out uh, one claw and like done a little shaving, and then healed up and been fine. <laughs>
1: Why shave? Why even? I like. I like bearded. I think bearded mimics a good look.
0: I do too. So. Um... I think you you brought some great great. uh points there, are in terms of artwork and in terms of uh panel layouts uh you know we joked about this being the best issue of the month from wizard but after going through it again this is like a really solid issue and considering the time when this came out like 2001 2002 this very well could have been the best issue of the month Because it has got some really lovely sort of
1: um, framed moments uh, when Mimic... So you've got one of my favourite sequences, just in general, just in, like, direction, um, is John comes out of his fight with with the two squirrels in Shackled, and it almost feels like opposite him is Mimic with his two squirrels walking towards him. Mm -hmm. And then there's the half um, um, sort of medium shot of um, John. Saying shove it, Cal, the, and he's like, his, his face is shadowed, and then obviously you've got the you've got Sunfire sort of turning away from the whole situation, and then you've just got the legs of Mimic walking into the stadium. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really lovely sort of progression of visual visual panels, which really like adds to the sense of because like the fact that they focus on his legs after they're like mm, shut up basically, <laughs> as opposed to like. It, his like his back of his head and his um, torso makes me feel more like it is kind of really a bad situation and Mimic's trying to be nice but you know it's a very dark sort of idea that we're going on here and, and to juxtapu- that one panel where it juxtaposed um, Blink, Sam and Morph having basically jumping around and having like a fun to like Sunfire burn, trying to burn Avalanche to death it's got a lot of nice contrast, especially with the panel layouts. The, the guttering is black for um, Blink on that page. The guttering is black for Blink and Morph, but white for Sunfire. Mm-hmm, so, and mm-hmm. the, the, the coloring is lighter. Right. So it sort of makes it really pop. Um, I don't know. I just I generally and, and obviously the sequence of events that leads to Galactus is beautifully staged. I generally think that uh, McCone has got really comfortable with. Like sort of the characters, and I think even with it, maybe Winnick's script is a bit more comfortable, right. And they're taking a bit right. more time. Yeah, and they're, they're really hitting their stride top. here. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm all. I think this might be the strongest issue we've read for a while. So yeah, well, not for a while since since, since the beginning. But it's weird because <laughs> I'm reading his Winnick's Outsiders uh, from DC, which was done sort of after or around the same time as Exiles, and you can tell. As we go forward, you can tell that a lot of the sort of um, things he learned or the character traits he right. created in the Exiles have, have, have sort of been pushed over to that as well. So it's interesting to read them both side by side,
0: and it's not a bad book. No, I, I like I, it. I quite quite enjoyed this issue. So there you go. All right. I'm excited about.
1: Next issue, but now I've just seen that cover and I'm like, hmm. yeah, I mean, that cover will. Oh boy. <laughs> At least it's it's definitely holding up to the adage of what's on the cover is never inside the yeah. book.
0: <laughs> right? As, as opposed to Excalibur.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, Excalibur is a very different thing. <laughs> um, so, jumping on to Excalibur, as you mentioned, this is issue number seven. Uh, that was published April 1st, 1989. With uh, writer Chris Claremont, cover artist Alan Davis, penciler Alan Davis, and I'm assuming we're going to get the, the full creative team listed once we actually get into the issue. But on the cover, we have sort of a fold-out cover of Rachel about to get hitched to a Nightcrawler-like demon um, with uh, you know the various members of Excalibur in the background fighting to, to stop, except... Cap, who has become the, uh, I don't know, the, the cuck of the Goblin Queen here, like <laughs> I know it's not the Goblin Queen, I know it's Megan, but it, they really reversed the relationship here, where he yes. is the he is very much not the dominant uh, person in that relationship, which, uh, he looks, he looks kind of pitiful. What do, you, what do you think of this cover, Dan? I just...
1: I love it. I really, really enjoy it. I, uh, I love the fact that um, that demon looks so happy, marrying uh, Rachel. Yeah. Um, I really like Rachel, the way the cost, the way the wedding dress goes around her costume. Mm-hmm. Um, Nightcrawler's got a nice classic pose. I like Kitty with the armor and lightsaber, fire sword. Right. Thing. Love all the little weird faces that the demons are making, because there are a lot of demons there, and I, I think. Um, Megan's new new look is awesome, and she's just turned Captain Britain into a bottom. Yes, so, yes, and he just looks amazing in that sort of terrified, childlike way. So, I just I generally think it's a great cover. Oh, I love it so much. There's so much character going on.
0: Yeah, just it's in the insane. cover. Yeah. So yes. So what's inside then? Well, we're picking off picking up rather from our last uh issue of Excalibur where uh they're in the throes of Inferno and they've gone through some changes and it feels like a lot of these stories our characters are going through like multiple changes like physical uh <laughs> changes <laughs> like they're always the bodies are always being morphed into one thing or another thing um, but uh that's that's where we are um, where uh boy oh boy there is so much happening so um the demons have taken over new york uh, as we know and this little blue demon is getting his i guess uh hell's bible quote unquote to uh go get hitched to rachel because she's in a wedding dress like a mannequin in a storefront and he's just like smitten with her i i love when he sees her his knees like buckle And he's, like, automatically in love. And then in the corner is, like, a half-dead nightcrawler who fell from the top of that (laughs) building.
1: I know. For
0: some reason, I know he's called
1: Crotus, but for some reason I read it as Scrotum. I don't know why. (laughs) So I keep thinking he's called Scrotum. And Rachel's getting married to someone called Scrotum. It kind of fits how he looks. Yes. I love his speech bubble with the love hearts. I love the panel where he's walking and two teddies, a, ma- a teddy is literally knifing another teddy to death and all the is <laughs> everywhere. Um, I like the fact that a post box is flying um, and a guy is melded into a wall.
0: Yeah, there's so much detail in, in all of these panels. It's quite amazing.
1: Yeah, like literal toys are destroying each other, it would seem. <laughs> like in the background, there's a dustbin with legs. Literally a bin with legs in the background on one of the panels. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> I just
1: <laughs> and I really like his design because he's kind of night, like you said he's Nightcrawler-esque, like the most demonic version of right. You could go with it.
0: I saw this cover for a second. I'm like, did he get Nightcrawler like get morphed into something? Nope, nope, nope. He's over there. Okay. And
1: I, I love I love the heart. I love the idea that the narration uses the smash in the glass to finish off its. Um, suddenly stumbles across his heart's desire. Um, I've, I really like sort of the use of the blue the, the word bubble, making it basically like a word bubble, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or the broken glass, and that's just the first two
0: pages. Yeah, I mean, as as much as we like the artwork from the previous Exiles issue, uh, it's hard to really top what Excalibur is doing right now. <laughs> it's just. It generally is, um, and just the colour
1: work, color work. Um, and obviously on the, the festive um, she's our uh, colourist as usual is Glenis Oliver, and wow, just wow. Like that, the, the one with the tower, and the fact that it sort of creates its own essential energy, light, which is like the colour sort of diffuses it all the way down to the red of the city. So, like red, pink, then sort of like a lighter apricot. Can I say light car I them. allow it. Um, and and then to pure white. I thought it was it's really nice colour work and just, and the fact that the clouds are super dark and the same similar blue to the demon. So it's like a sort of visual connection. Colour wise. Mhm. And I just, I
0: just think it just looks great. It really does? No, I do too. Me yeah. Happy. yeah. I mean, I think we're going to just glow about the artwork as long as this art team is on it. Pretty much. Fifteen <laughs> inch. So, uh, Crotus finds his bride to be and carries her off, uh, and sets up like uh, an impromptu marriage here, like right on the spot, with his necronomicon, and uh, <laughs> his top hat. He gets yeah. a
1: top hat on. You got to look
0: fancy to for your wedding, man. Come on.
1: And, and yeah, and Rachel's like sort of got the phoenix symbol in her eyes
0: because she she's so, something happened to her the previous issue that like froze her right, so she's just. Yeah, like trapped in her own body, so to speak. Um, and then we we cut to outside the Cineplex, um, where Kitty had been, rather, where well, the Captain had been sucked into and had become like this Sylvester Stallone of a, a demon-like movie, and Kitty had uh, jumped in to try and stop him. And so outside of the Cineplex, the, the doors burst open, all kinds of lights and sounds blast out. And, like, these punks are wrapped in chains and pulled in. Um, and this is, like... That's film reel, not chains. Oh, that that makes a lot
1: more sense. Because <laughs> I was just looking at it. I, was like, I thought it was chains when I first reread it. And then I'm just looking at it now and it looks like film reel. Can we, just, can we just give a shout out to the Red Demon giving us a thumbs up? Literally giving us, the readers, a thumbs up as this happens.
0: It's like, this is one cool issue, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Before de- before being breaking the Far wall was cool. Uh, this demon knew where it was.
0: So I love that uh, on the outside of the the movie theater, we have actually got a poster for this movie now, and it says Brian Braddock is fast buck, Kitty Pride is the victim in Teen Bimbo War Gore Shocker Twenty Three. Wow. <laughs> modern Hollywood for you. I mean, it still holds true to movies today. <laughs> yes. I love... I, Fast, uh, Fast Buck is a great name, by the way. That could you know, either that you know. could be a great Hollywood name or a porn name. Like, it could go either way.
1: I adore, right? We haven't really explained or we haven't really touched upon the three um, punks. Two of them... Are upset with life because they're being attacked and stuff but one of them is literally going on about like um, what is reality Anne but a state of being
2: and he,
1: his dialogue is astonishing generally like he, he's going on about like um, on a gen- genetic frame of, of references and like talking talking about like essentially like dissecting what's happening to him right now and yeah. he's being sucked into the cinema and lands in this war movie and then they just, they just they're just just pushed aside so that kitty and brian can have their little sort of fight together right it's such a weird moment but i i, I appreciate claremont's um ridiculous wordsmanship there
0: and so it's so hard not got to appreciate it like uh He strikes a good balance of just being crazy wordy in this issue and and going over, over. Um, But I love that Kitty and Fast Buck are both in, like, the same outfit. Like the green army pants and the boots.
1: I do love the fight here um, between them both. Like, she phases through his, his, his onslaught, kicks his knee in, and he grabs her hair tries to stab her he, she jumps over him and like sort of slams his head into the floor and then is threatening to slit his throat until she like gets a hold of him herself right because clearly the influence is affecting them both um, but she but Kitty manages to be strong, the stronger out of the two and just 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 you know just in case you thought it wasn't going to get any weirder uh, Fastbook turns into Jason Four Hears of Britain slash <laughs> Nightmare Elm Street. Yeah. Um, that is just one weird moment. And then Kitty is thrown into um, cheerleading, a cheerleading outfit. With a big
0: X over it. Because she's a big... Yeah. yeah. Which, this As is a, like the one panel I was like, did we really need to do this? Because she's just like spread eagle here.
1: Yeah, it is a bit unfortunate. Yeah. But... It's okay, because we quickly jump to a car that eats people and smokes. Oh, I love this.
0: <laughs> this is, like, straight out of, like, Roger Rabbit or something.
1: <laughs> so there's, like, this grumpy uh, New York... Ta- um, I assume it's, like... I know it's a sanatorium... Sanitation van. But he, he seems like a stereotypical New York taxi cab driver. Right. Um, and he just picks up Nightcrawler and throws him in his mouth... And Nightcrawler goes into the belly of the beast that has loads more people who decide that Nightcrawler is also a demon and try to beat, beat him
0: up. But yeah, he's like, no, nah, I'm a mutant. He's like, I'm the good guy. But nope, he gets beaten up again for his, his looks. But he does manage to like
1: basically jump around them. And as they're all just flailing inside,
0: <laughs>
1: it, it makes, the, um, <laughs> makes the car monster vomit them all up. And everyone else runs apart from Nightcrawler, who's, who. Let's be honest. He he's like, have I gone mad?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so like, but I do like what I really liked was um, I'm no demon, I'm a mutant. Um, and he he says to himself, one thing to say, right. start getting as human as any of you. So they still throw in like the prejudice of them, you know, mutants still hated and feared. So they still throw, like you know they still throw in. While all this crazy is happening, they're still throwing the core idea that you know Kurt is an X-Man or was an X-Man, and certain ideals and being a mutant is still hard, even mm-hmm. when you're being attacked by living, eating some <laughs> some things. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Kurt's wondering if he's gone crazy, which I would as well if I'd seen what I'd seen. And we move back into the film where poor Kitty is running around Xavier's high school uh, with possessing Xavier the dead dean. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but which step is this? Is this like the second time he's been dead or is this the third time?
1: I don't know but I am loving the shadow work. Oh yeah. In, in, this, in this issue. Um, some really beautiful looking panels of Kitty running and the stuff in the shadows as well which I really like. Um, And then she happens upon some lockers, one with Doug's name on. And I think this is really creepy. Um, (laughs) She phases the the lock open and Doug has literally jammed himself in there, um, telling her to shush. Uh, (laughs) So it's kind of like, oh, okay. Then she turns around and there's um, a janitor with the property of Xavier's school for mutilated mutants. Um, he's pushing like a car that says that, which has like a skull with little hands and loads of different weapons. And yeah, it's straight out of Nightmare on Elm Street, essentially. Yeah. This, this whole moment. Oh, I love, I love uh, this whole
0: scene. Like it is drawn unbelievable. Like we, we had a, an issue before where they were flying to New York and we talked about a lot of the shadow work and I, I feel like uh, all those comments are equally uh, applicable to this issue, uh, especially right here when she's in the the quote unquote like dream world, because as you as you mentioned, like the the crisscrossing of like the window panes, uh, the shadow work as she's being like approached and she she like turns over her shoulder. It's it's like a gorgeous like tutorial in in how to draw engaging like detailed artwork. Um, I just. You know, I, I love Claremont uh, to an extent in certain periods, but you know, so much of Excalibur I could do without any talking and just like I could, you could follow the story and enjoy the story almost as much without any of the words here. Pretty much, I think like, one of those
1: nuff said issues. Yeah, like the Excalibur one, uh, the Exiles one. Sorry, like um and and for Jason's benefit, we have to say that there was a snicked um. On the page that I'm looking at right now, where Freddy Krueger esque snicks his claws up for trying to slasher. But honestly, and talking about uh, about, I've gone about colors loads, but the next panel with Nightcrawler and the Gargoyle are some of the most beautiful panels. Mm
0: -hmm. Great shadow work here again, yeah.
1: Yeah, the colors, the color blue, the what use of shadows, the red, and the sort of murky gray color of the gargoyle the anim the like, the animated features as well everything is just working so well and it's so beautifully done and the dialogue is is perfect like i love this conversation between them both yeah. the fact that
0: like there's good things in the city not just crazy demons you know what i mean i love when when Nightcrawl is like i got to i got to go i'm needed and the gargoyle's like i understand i've seen a lot of you superheroes but you're definitely one of the cutest. <laughs> um, I, was, I was happy for some um, gay representation
1: because that gargoyle is clearly a guy and I'm happy about life. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nightcrawler gets, I like the fact that Nightcrawler's is so hot and that even inanimate gargoyles, when they come to life, fall <laughs> in love with him. Um, I think that's a great, great idea. And I just, I generally like, um, oh my god, and how creepy is, it, is it the mannequins that are attacking these people with their smiling faces. Um, it's just, uh, Dave is just like a really great job of sort of making the sort of horror aspects look horrific mm-hmm. or just kind of weird. And this entire sequence is bizarre. Like, Nightcrawler saves a woman from a mannequin who, uh, she explains that the mannequins are like, taking people and replacing them and then they end up in a Forbidden Planet uh, with a dude that's like, can I have your autograph? They get another guy that fancies Nightcrawler and then, um, (laughs) then there's like this entire, in Forbidden Planet there's this entire like space sort of, sort of an alien space saucer and loads of people got gear and he's like, aren't they toys? No, these are guns now. And they fight the mannequins and they managed to, they think they've won. And someone even quotes, um, someone actually quotes Star Trek in this. <laughs> we. I've been talking about Star Trek for this entire podcast. Yeah. It would seem yes, you have. They're dead. Someone has, <laughs> someone has actually quoted Star Trek. Um, and then Nightcrawler's like, it was too easy, I'm afraid. And the mannequins have reassembled themselves into the, some, some glorious shapes. There's one that has, instead of legs, two heads. And it has. A leg where its penis should be, and then to a leg and an arm where its leg and its arm its arm should be. I love the
0: one at the bottom. It's just a head on a hand. Yes, that's...
1: you see it, and like even the one which is like a uh, sort of an arm with a head on it has still has a necklace on, which I thought was a nice touch. <laughs> um, and one that's just like a, a head, and then um, just legs. A head and legs always works, and it just. We just like, because this is a really fast issue. I don't know about you, Georgie, but I found myself ploughing through it because it's quite a fast paced sort of. Book. Oh, yeah. A uh, really fast issue. Even with all, all like, um, and there's, I won't call it a wall of texts, but Clement does a lot of um, sort of chatty sort of stuff this time. And it, I'm not saying it's. Upsetting the art like it did that other issue, but it, it means that there's a, but even with like the amount of words he's found on the page, it just runs you just run through this issue. Oh, it's yeah. just bang 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 because we move away from grotesque uh, mannequins to <laughs> an even worse situation, which is Kitty finding all of the X Men hung up
0: in an abattoir and being like tortured. Yes, you you can see like Clovis's skin has been like peeled back, like metal has been like peeled back. Wolverine's like face is all scarred it, it looks like almost you ever see um... oh boy what's what's the movie uh, Big Trouble in Little China yes there's a scene where they're like escaping underwater and they see like all the corpses that have like been like skinned and like the chained up that's what this reminded me of oh uh... now you're making me want to watch it I mean it's a great movie
1: it is a great movie but yes I agree with you And then we obviously, um, that panel where she meets, uh, is she the Goblin Princess? I can't remember what she's called. But that panel where Megan's there, and her face is fully yellow, like a flame. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's, like, Brian hunked over as his his horrific self, and then all of the X-Men hung up. It's just an interesting, bizarre. And I don't know if you noticed, but the, the back body is literally dripping blood. Oh, They've yeah. even, anim- even animated the blood on the floor and the drips. In, in the... And this is where Kitty surprises people by manifesting a, a armoured arm, which took me like five minutes, and I'm glad that they remind me. That's one thing Claremont's always good at, reminding you of what he did before. Right. Um,
0: oh, yeah, that I'm... thing I introduced a long time ago? Oh, yeah, it's, it's back again.
1: Yes. <laughs> but, but before she could use her armour, Megan turns everything to black and puts her in a beautiful dress with some nice hair and gets another top out top hat out for Brian so they can just dance until they die and i love the motion oh these yeah panels.
0: and i love like, like the, the like the looks. giant grin on on Braddock's face as he's dancing as well like this couldn't be the more charming and like wonderful thing there's nothing more charming or wonderful than dancing until death like that's that's his his point of view in his page.
1: It's just nice to see like um, Megan just sat there sipping with all her little demon followers.
0: Yeah, like little, little doggies or something.
1: And then obviously we move back to Nightcrawler and the War of the Mannequins and then he spots Rachel and decides to take her away and who saves him but the Gargoyle because he was about to get basically taken by all the Mannequins and the Gargoyle turns up and Saves him and then we jump straight back to Brian and Kitty and Brian's not having a good time. Not anymore. Nope. And he's about to pass out. And this panel of them dancing to when he falls on the floor is just beautiful. Um, it's just a really great sort of way of just showing the motion even though it's just one panel strong. Mm-hmm. And you can really see like him buckle, especially I think it's the fourth one down where the hat flies off first. Yes, yes. And then he falls. And it's just it's such a great... Because, um, like, the leg work, as his legs start to cockle, really works well. Again, I think we should... I, I know we keep pointing out everything that looks beautiful, but every bloody panel of this book is gorgeous. So it's really hard not to be like,
2: it's the best thing I've seen.
0: I know, right? It's, it's amazing how little love this book gets.
1: I know, uh, people just... It, my it's mind forgotten bothered. about it. Pretty much. But anyway, um, Megan's like, oh, no, I'm going to just chain him up now because let's have some fun. And then we jump back to um, Crotus and his marriage, so many, where they're going to do horrific things to Rachel. <laughs> and that picture of Rachel is quite... quite terrifying. I feel like yeah. she's about to get, get, mum, get mummified,
0: essentially. I wonder, like... Um, what kind of Bible is it that they're using here? Is it the Necronomicon? Is it like a Hell's Bible? What, like, is it, I assume it's like a real Bible, like a regular Bible. That'd be weird.
1: It's probably just a regular Bible. They're full of demons. so And Hells and half Furies. Maybe it's because they're ironic and they're using a real Bible to oh, marry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know. I just love the fact that it's like, yeah, we're going to do it. Oh, man. And then we jump. Then we jump back to the, uh, quite frankly, astonishing um, Captain Britain uniform, which I don't know why it doesn't wear it anymore. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, so we have Captain Britain as slave layer uh, to
0: Megan's sexy jabber. I don't he know looks how that, like that, it's that, the Eon uh, Flux uh, uniform is what he's in.
1: <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. So he's, he's got a, a fong. On, yeah. And lots more.
0: Like bra say, straps. Braces. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they're all spiky. And then Kitty just decides to be a swords wielding armor person. It was very confusing until she actually explained it. Right. Where she has a part of the soul sword when Ileana died the first time and she didn't think anything of it, but now she's going to fight. And the soul sword destroys magic and such forth. And so she slashes through Brian, who gets his sort of uniform back immediately. Then he fight she fights Megan. Megan turns her into a cat. Um or a shadow cat. But Kitty just fling, flings that sword into her chest.
0: Yeah, that looks a little painful.
1: Yes. And then we cut to the ceremony again, and Nightcrawler jumps in with his gargoyle old friend, and they jump in, destroying, and they basically um, destroy the book, which essentially destroys all the magic around them, it would seem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, let, and it's, let's cry the phoenix, and, <laughs> and uh, um, I love it every time, the, in this book, I love it every time the phoenix has a bit of a uh, squeal, because it just looks nice. And Rachel's all free, but she looks weirdly more sinister than she ever has. Yeah, yeah. That panel, and unfortunately, in 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 the destroying of the magic, Nightcrawler's new best best bud has, has been decapitated and destroyed and turned back to stone. But everyone is fine now. Everyone is fine, apart from Kitty, who's like, it was maybe just it might have been like a part of us that was enhanced but was still evil inside mm-hmm. <laughs> still of this evil and we end on crotus being all upset because he's no longer married
0: it's an excellent issue it's like i didn't say much because you were going on a roll there and it was just your enthusiasm was all i wanted to listen to <laughs> like i like my interruptions would have just like derailed the whole thing but it's it's on par with or maybe above par with everything else that we've, we've seen from this book up to now. Like amazing color work, the great shadows, fun, like character development with action. It's, it's, there's a lot of words, but uh, you know, it doesn't, a lot of it is, is a lot of fun dialogue, uh, this issue. And I just was, as you mentioned, it's breakneck speed and you're just turning page after page to get to the end. And I mean, you know everyone's going to turn up fine and they do. But it, that's not really the point. the uh, The point is the journey here, and the journey is just gorgeous. Exactly. I
1: want. I, I want to shout out the rest of the creative team. Like Paul Neri's inking is just on point the right. whole time, and like um, um, Augustine um, is it Augustine Mass's lettering work. Like throughout, like the lettering is. Well, let's just be fair. He manages to fit all of <laughs> Clements' work in tiny spaces. I think that's re- what really helps this issue. Is that if this was uh, a wear bubble differently, web balloon differently,
2: right?
1: It might have really like there is a lot of craft going in. Like people don't think about the craft of of web balloons um, and such forth. They just take it for granted. And to be honest like the decision to constantly have it at the top like it like almost like constantly bordering the action throughout mm-hmm. is a really good decision because it allows the visual storytelling which is the strongest element of this book um, to just shine all the way through and I just think it's a great like the way he frame frames the wear balloons and all of the dialogue is just a great sort of testament to the skill that a letterer needs essentially I agree so um so, yes. yes, we talk about letters here as well. Um, you've got to praise all of the technical aspects of this book. It really is just, like, to just, to just, it would be a disservice to everyone else just to be like, um, oh, Claremont's written a really cool idea, Claremont, 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 and then, like, a little paragraph or a little saying going, oh, the art looks great, when really the reviews of Excalib- this, this book and Excalibur should always be the art first. Than the craft of the actual book, and unfortunately, no offense to Claremont, but he's probably the bottom, mainly because everything else shines more, and mm-hmm. it, it, do, it is because of him because he has made these crazy ideas, and he has a great creative sort of group around, a great art team, oh, yeah, and creative yeah. group. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that it's because his stuff is the stuff in the book is rubbish because his his work in this is great. Like you said, it's it's action, character development, it's funny, it's sad. Like I actually got sad when Nightcrawler's. Yeah, possible yeah, yeah. bo- gag old boyfriend died, you know. I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of a shame," you know. And and so he's doing really good work in this book as well because he's 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 got free reign to do so. Um, he's not shackled by normal X Men conventions, right? But it, it, unfortunately he he's the last one to be praised because the rest of it is so insanely good. And yeah, wow, it's it's just a amazing issue but no one talks about excalibur and people need to be slapped and told (laughs) you really honestly if you're not if you're listening to us and you're not reading it just go and read it like we're not i am not bullshitting you when i say this this looks better than pretty much anything that's on the shelf
0: this week that came out you will be amazed at, at what they're pulling off here in 1989 it's it's unbelievable So, uh, next issue, uh, we have some more time in in New York, and I think we have some interesting storytelling around Cap coming up. Um, but uh, you know, this this two issue story, uh, you know, involving Inferno, was I think the best thing you could possibly do when you're dragged into a crossover or an event like they they tell their own story within the overarching plot that. As a you know, a beginning, middle, and end. It's fun. It's enjoyable. You're not like, oh no, they're stuck in a crossover. You're like, oh, this is this is just fun to read. So, uh, like, kudos to everyone involved. Amen. Amen. Alrighty. So that was Excalibur number eight, and now we're gonna jump on over to f- today's final issue, which is. Exiles number... Six. Six. Exiles number six. And I think we're going to have a lot art-wise to talk about this issue as well. Um, because we don't have the standard art team uh, on this book. Uh, we've got uh, some fill-in artists. Uh, writer is Saladin Ahmed. Uh, guest artist is Rod Reyes. Letter is VCs Joe Caramagna. Cover is Mike McCone. Hello. And uh, <laughs> so, um, something a little bit different this time. Um, in, in this issue of Exiles, the team has traveled to like a, a Wild West version of the Marvel Universe. And on the front cover, we've got uh, Blink and Little Wolvie squaring off against Magneto and his brotherhood of evil mutants. What do, what do you think about this cover, Dan? I really like...
1: I like I like as a concept it's great and I like the design of Magneto and I kind of like Toad in the background there and I, and and the other guys um, but for some reason like I don't know if it didn't have Blink and little Wolvie, if they were taken off the the cover like mm-hmm. taken off the foreground mm-hmm. and it was just it was just the Brotherhood of Western Evil you know. Um, i would i would be more more inclined to really like it I don't know is that a really weird criticism take off your two main like some of the main characters mm. so because i i just i think it would be more interesting just to see the you know maybe it's just me
0: i i you know it, it feels a little bit like a step down uh, coming from Marquez to this yes uh because yeah. Um, but there there are pieces I like I feel like Blink is drawn really well some of the background characters look kind of rough to me like Scarlet Witch especially Uh, looks like a rush job and yeah little Wolver here I'm not really a fan of this like this X babies version uh, of how he's drawn Um, so this is kind of like uh, a bit of a iffy cover to me um, right so on the
1: um, creator page you have like McCones sort of I think it's mostly McCones' interpretation of the team as, like uh, a little panel. And I feel like he draws Wolvie less like an X-baby and more like Puck. Right, 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 right. In this panel, cuz yeah. he looks more like just a super midget. I like I like, like that
0: panel much better to be honest.
1: Oh, that panel is much better. That blink is astonishing.
0: Yes. Um I really love his Valkyrie but, as well.
1: Yes. They're all pretty good, to be honest. Mm. Um, I feel like his Little Wolvie isn't as cartoony,
0: right? but we'll talk about Little Wolvie. Um, yeah, because there are things to talk about with that Wolvie.
1: Because uh, Rodriguez, um, uh is, 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 is the complete art package here. He's, he's pencils, inks, and colors. Mm-hmm. He's doing all. Awesome. Um, so yes, take it away. Where so, do we start?
0: Well, we start off with a, a recap of everything that's happened so far. Um and right away, what sticks out is is the art style, which to me feels very film feel noto. In um, if you're gonna you know look for a comparison, sort of a, a painted style to me. Um, but he does a great job of throughout the issue of of aligning with the previous creatives in that each main character is still drawn slightly different, uh, especially the little Wolvie. But you'll notice like the way Blink. And Iron Lad and Valkyrie are drawn throughout the issue, are still like keeping their own characteristics, which, which, which I love. And I actually really like this first page, splash page. Like, I don't, you know, this page has always been the weakest part of any of these books, just like recapping everything. But artwork wise, I was kind of blown away by this first page of, of, of artwork. What did you think?
1: Um, I really like it. I love the scratchy panel work around mm-hmm. each panel. I love the fact that it feels like pastel coloring, um, as opposed to just purely digital, which it is just digital coloring. And I think um, he's just—it's just—it just looks great. Like it, it really stands out immediately. It is a complete departure from what what we've kind of had before. Total departure. Yeah, for a very different style. But I think it, and I love the decision of. All the panels being a bit scratchy, apart from the one that is the present, where the present is full on blocked and done right. properly. So, and I think design wise, um, it just works
0: If you look at the group uh, on the top left corner, and you know you got Wolvie and like his cartooniness, and you know ev- everyone behind drawn in a certain way, and then you see if you zoom in on Nick Fury. He's colored with like the dot matrix coloring. Yeah,
1: the old school. Yeah, uh, which I thought was an, is a nice
0: touch. It's it's those you know attention to detail that we've remarked on before that really ties this in with uh, the old Excalibur series, but it it's just gorgeous stuff. Um, Story wise, we're, we're in the Bahamas, and we've got uh, Blink with her aunt and. They're on the porch, just enjoying some time, and we've got cartoony Wolvie, who is really standing out here. It almost looks like they took another sheet of like clear, clear drawing paper, and put Wolvie's cell like on top of the artwork.
1: <laughs> it's so weird. Because like, um, can we just can I just discuss how I am in love with the shade of blink?
0: Yes, yeah, me too.
1: Her color, that color is just. Gorgeous, but yeah, he is totally not there, and it's just been like added afterwards,
0: yeah, which I love. I love that it, they really make him stand out. And there'll be points when I feel like it doesn't work, but in this panel, I feel like it really works.
1: I really love the um, sort of the, the final image of Valkyrie looking off, um, after Iron Lad and the way that's colored and done again, much like Excalibur, like. This this is such an interesting
0: visual visual book. Yeah. Um, because the other members, like Iron Lead and Valkyrie are helping to like rebuild uh some housing and uh doing some community service and they're talking about how sad they are that Kamala uh is no longer with them. And I I don't know artwork wise, I just I just like stop and just like google at everything like if i just go silent it's just because i'm enjoying everything that's happening visually here on the page it's,
1: it just looks it, it looks bizarrely realistic that yeah. panel where she whether she's holding the giant sheet uh, roof and he's fixing the thing it looks weirdly realistic like it it like it would exist mm-hmm. in this way you know what i mean and um just like if we if we jump to a little bit more happier times where they're swimming um, the water looks amazing. Like even the food on the plate with the steam. Who makes steam look good? <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I love little. Wolf. Like I don't get why he looks demented.
2: No, in that's that's battle. the
0: thing. I'll have like he they do a great job of making him stand out. And while I like the first first or rather second page where he looks very cartoony, like playful cartoony on on uh, the chair there. He looks demented in the like, comics with an X, uh, sort of Wolvie, at the dinner table. Yes, and
1: then he looks fine again when he's trying to pick up one of the little pieces of food to eat.
0: Yeah. It's like they I gave... love the chomp, chomp, chomp. It's like they gave the drawing duty for him to someone else and said, All right, we've done this. We need you to fill in Wolvie. Go for it. And he just, like... <laughs> and I, I love it, even even when I don't love it. So it's just
1: um, bizarre, and i just just like, blink sounds like, oh my. <laughs> essentially her final line song. And Iron Lad's like, what the, f- what, what is that? <laughs> like, yeah. that's his look. It's like, what, what is that? And I really like the character work here where they're mm. talking and like, saying to Iron Lad, you should really take off your suit and stuff and, you know what I mean? And they're talking about like, the past and Blink brings up, um, Saber Two from off, knocked uh, from the previous series, and how she wants to go. You know, she should go find them. And Wolvie's building a sandcastle on the beach, and like Valkyrie's having
0: um, one of those issues. At least you think they're having one of those issues, where they're just relaxing and like growing together as a team.
1: And I love that Valkyrie Johnson was like, "We shall. I'll help." Like Dem- just pronounces that they're going. She's going to help. Yeah, uh, immediately. But just like Valkyrie should, and. I like that Iron Lad's kind of like meek
2: in his mm-hmm. sort of, mm-hmm. but
1: he's still totally ter- he still still ter- like, yeah, you're the leader. Let's go. Let's do it. And she's and Blink's all like, yay. And I love that panel of Blink when she's like, um, thank you, you guys are the best. Mm. Like, the color, in her, the color in her eyes is beautiful, and I just I genuinely love the way. Yeah, you so can I love see the like the
0: tears. Sketch. You can imagine the tears are just about to come down out of her eyes. That's how like life-like this looks. Exactly, and
1: I love the sort of sketchy approach. Semi sketchy approach to all of the outlines.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not rough, but no, like it's not like oh, it's sketchy. Damn it, it's like it, it's it's just perfectly worked
0: in its way. And I, I, I don't know if I'm saying uh, stepping out of line here, but I do like the body positive message of Valkyrie in this book as well. Where that is
1: not stepping out of line. That's that's awesome. Like the way she looks is how
0: people look. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and it's not like she's like, all right, I'm going to swim in. Like, Blink, I think, is fine if she wants to wear, like, a bikini. She's from, well, maybe she didn't really grow up, you know, in the Bahamas. But, you know, it, it sort of makes sense with her. But for Valkyrie to be the person she is, to go with the one piece and be drawn as, like, a real person and tall and, like, muscular, I, I just, I love that they're not trying to make her into a supermodel who also is, like... Super strong, like they make her look like a real person. It's it's nice. And Wolverine looks like a demented little Warner Brothers character. He looks like when he says "and our Powell, he looks like a Porky Pig.
1: <laughs> he does. He really does that. That's actually kind of weird. It's like when um, on the next page, I, I really like, like the Pegasus. It makes no sense. It does, obviously, in the context that it's Valkyrie's Pegasus. But like visually, it shouldn't make sense with the three of the four of them together. But mm-hmm. it they really make it work and the whole because everyone's touching everyone decides to touch the Talus, don't they and that's how that's how the Talus sends them on their new journey. Right. They decide they're going to go the, look
0: for Blink's old teammates and they touch the Talus. and um, it's
1: the power of, of, of friendship obviously or um, teamwork as Wolvie would would say it with mm-hmm. his little hearts I love the like sort of is touching the Pegasus and touching the Talus. so all of them so the Pegasus itself mm-hmm. is kind of part of the theme. And I like that all of them land like in a heap and the Pegasus is just stood there <laughs> as they're fly, flying through the temple, whatever it is, Paul. Mm-hmm. And and the colour the the, like, the color work here and the way the panels just sort of vomit them out at the end is a really nice touch. No, I agree. And Wolvie just looks insane. It <laughs> <laughs> looks like my nephew has decided to draw Wolverine right there. Yeah. In, the, in the best possible way though it's not yes, like yes. it's drawn like a child it's, it's it's in the best possible way it's it's been done and it just works and then we have this beautiful just beautiful townscape of like a western um sort of western town with saloons and the church and we've got our um, exiles in the foreground and we have these the, the this just, it just looks ast- astonishing. And the fact that it's, it's, um, scraped at the edges, like almost all like old film grain and it's colored yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. almost, almost sepia. Um, just my God, <laughs> like we've had really good. I, I love the fact that this, this entire, uh, three issues have been really good artwork the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Like, In very different styles. Exactly. Very different styles. And it just, you know, it just proves that visual medium, um, (laughs) if it looks good, it's going to make it better. Mm. For sure. So, yes, they're in this beautiful
0: town. (laughs) They're walking around and commenting and Wolfie's like, it's cowboy time. So many cute (laughs) horsies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless him. And I love that Valkyrie's like when they're like, "We need information." Valkyrie's like, "Let's go to the, let's go and get some beer because it'll be the place where, <laughs> let's go to where the noise is, and the merriment is because that's where people will talk." Mm. And the announcement is just, I actually laughed quite heavily when she was just like, "No, <laughs> you know, like innkeeper," that um, <laughs> like mute tremble. Your cellars mm. for Valkyrie have arrived and not a bottle is safe. I just, I don't just. <laughs> I love. I, I've I've grown quite fond of this Valkyrie. Me too. So, and she's just just hilarious. And for we'll be asking if he can play poker, is the best.
0: Yes. I love that the fact that the guy's reactions are just like. Huh? <laughs> so they come in and they're they're trying to get some information, um, and then we see, uh, Quicksilver and Toad trying to harass one of the waitresses here, basically. And uh, they do, the artist does a great job here of really painting Pietro as like an evil dick. Like all of his facial expressions look so like, like mustache twirling, like evil, which is perfect for the setting of this book. You know what I mean? Like if this was somewhere else, you'd be like, that's kind of like stereotypically like bad, but this is, it just fits the setting so well. I love it. I agree,
1: and I love the panel where he wishes to blink, and the way it's coloured there—it's just really good. And mm-hmm. Blink's face, like, what are you gonna do? And can I just I, I didn't notice this the first time, which we always say about this book: read it more than more than once. Mm-hmm. Is that two people? be squares off with Toad. Oh yeah. At the bottom, I totally didn't see that the first time round, at all for some reason. And I just love the fact that he's squaring off with Toad because obviously later. As we'll see, things happen. Let's
0: And I love when he snicks. They're only like his claws only come out like three inches. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Quicksilver goes to to fight a little bit. Blink blinks out of the way, obviously. Um. And and they get into it. Uh, I I really enjoy. You know, Toad doesn't get to say much, but the way that they draw the tongue here as well. Um like the multi-colors of the tongue as it's going mm. around it's like things you never would have thought of uh yeah because obviously you're it's it,
1: it, like a tongue would be wet so it'd sort of reflect hair blinking mm-hmm. which is just a weird thing to even think of
0: yeah um and they basically uh kick the crap out of quicksilver and toad and I, I love the panel where they zoom in on Quicksilver and he's got like the blood coming out of his nose and it's, it's like spattered on his shirt and he looks like I'm gonna get my revenge on you. Like once again how realistic this is. Um mm. I, <laughs> I was when I first got the issue I was like, Oh no, is that the same art team? I was like, Uh oh, are we gonna have like a, a bad fill in? But this has been, you know, uh, amazing. I, know,
1: I was just like, all oh, right, so they just get some amazing, another amazing artist to just draw something at issue. And that's fine by me. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they, the bartender tells them they're going to be in trouble because there's a gang in town uh, that's, that's going to come after them. Uh, but luckily, they run into Moira McTaggart, who is, I don't know, staying around town. If she was in a regular uh like western movies she'd be like the school teacher uh character She's
1: Dr. Medicine Woman, isn't she? Isn't yeah.
0: it? <laughs> Jane Seymour. Yeah.
1: Essentially. But I do like I do I do like the fact that it's like the nod to um Moira and it's still sort of their universe,
0: mm-hmm. if not. So she takes them to the apothecary and before they can get inside, blam blam blam. Because The uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants has come, but they're not called that. They're called the Magnus Gang. And uh, we've got Quicksilver, obviously, Toad, uh, Scarlet Witch, who looks quite evil. um, Yes. Like demented facial expressions. um, And we've also got Mastermind here, who is, of course, quite silent because he never really speaks.
2: Just Um, looks
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, with that purple suit. (laughs) It's just, I'd wear it. I know,
1: I'd wear Magneto's that'll get up. To be fair, I wouldn't pull nice. it off as well as Magneto, but I'd wear it. <laughs> um, I I love the fact that his uh, cowboy hat has his usual Magneto crest on as well. Yeah,
0: it's like <laughs> sure nice. This artist crossed all the Ts and dotted all the Is here. Did his research. So, and then we
1: have we have we have one of my favorite panels is yes. the. Uh, uh, Um, one underneath well there's a lot of paper patterns but the one underneath where Magneto almost looks like Clint Eastwood
0: exactly they they zoom Uh in on the eyes and they get like the wrinkles perfect around the eyes like oh I love this panel it's so good and
1: if you're doing a Western book why not (laughs) I mean like why not
0: yeah obviously Magneto as Clint Eastwood yeah duh
1: that makes, makes well, it makes perfect sense these days, but anyway, um
0: <laughs> So we have a couple of panels of like, like them squaring off, like preparing, almost like, you know, in a the western they would cut to a hand trembling over the gun, about to like draw, and so you've got Magneto like getting ready, like some metal stuff ready and, and Blink's getting ready with some of her uh, like metal darts and like they take the time to to run through that in the page. Like you have twenty two pages to tell a story, and they decided to take one page and make it only about like zoomed in eyes. Like like the dedication to making this feel like a western really comes through on this page.
1: It is I agree, and it's so
0: lo- lovingly done. Yeah,
1: it's like, there's there's so much like love and passion. Going on in this book.
0: It's insane. <laughs> so then the brawl breaks out, um, which looks amazingly gorgeous. Um, and Blink says, Let's kick their dusty butts, which, sure.
1: <laughs> Why not? I love Little Wolfie's face.
0: Oh um, uh, yeah, and he gets in that brawl with, uh, with Toad, as you said. And it, Which it looks, makes a full on cartoon. Yes, there's a cloud of smoke with like limbs flying out and uh <laughs> wolfies pulled on Toad's tongue and it's like the cutest little like little kids fighting ever.
1: <laughs> I've only just noticed you know the panel after that. He's literally got red eyes chasing after who's <laughs> essentially screaming or something after him. I've only just noticed that. So, Little movie has got a bit of a temper, it would save. <laughs> I like that Valkyrie totally flaws Quicksilver, but of course, they have that Deus Ex Machinae, the Scarlet Witch, on their side. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah.
0: Who's one of my but least favourite characters ever.
1: That panel of her first conjuring her magic is that just that porthole panel. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just wow. No, it's... Like, the color... The color just makes, makes me astounded. I'm just astounded by his book is insane.
0: Mm. Um, it wears her out, but she, you know, was able to uh, take apart most of the team. Magneto's easily able to uh, hold on to Iron Lad, and I love that his mask, like, Iron Lad's mask, is so expressive um, as he's being, like, manipulated by yeah. Magneto.
1: Almost like the scream. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. And he just takes... I love how they just take him. And then uh, Mastermind covers the tracks by making them ride into the sunset, mm-hmm. I suppose you could call it. And Little Wolverine is devastated um, in that final panel. Where he's just wiring away. There's mm-hmm. has a lot of tears.
0: <laughs> so they decide they have to go after him. And Wolverine, who jumps on Valkyrie's shoulder... <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I can track him those bad guys are stinky <laughs> like, I love it. like it's 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 a little kid but in like the most purest sweetest form uh, like I know you deal with, with kids sometimes and I have uh, family members like nieces and nephews who are really young and they can be really sweet but they can also be really nasty uh, yes yeah but Wolverine like little Wolfie is always like so sweet I love it
1: And uh, the, and Mario talks about someone and Blink's like can you take, him, take us to this person and Mario's like he's already turned up and little movie's eyes with little eyelashes yeah.
0: it's like
1: he's fallen it looks like they've all fallen in love with what we're about to see.
0: Yes. Because who do we see then? <laughs> the sexiest child
1: I've seen. Wow. <laughs> so Black Panther has turned up uh, and that cowboy Black Panther's design is is brilliant just the design alone is brilliant outside of that everything you obviously listeners you're obviously going to realize we're going to say that the art looks amazing but wow i didn't expect i did not expect black panther to turn up
0: Mm, yeah Uh, neither
1: um and just the way it's done like with the sunset in the background the color work and just that 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 attire, that that top is astonishing.
0: Yeah, I love it's got like the pattern going down the middle where the buttons would be on the shirt. Um, I love how we've got the Black Panther symbol on the hat, just like Magneto had his symbol on his hat. He's all in black, uh, obviously. And he looks, as you mentioned, very like sexy, but also very like ready to like this is this is the cowboy you want on your side
1: pretty much and even though he's all in black they've colored it so the sunrise behind him is highlighting like his gun his boots the things that would shine and the leather that would shine i think that's a really nice touch as well such a and it's such a great way to end it it's like oh yeah like it it feels really like it's like i hate using the term badass but it feels like a badass ending like a oh shit's gonna get real in the next the next
2: issue
1: then it's like cowboy t'challa is all over the place all on the case all over the place, ready to take names. <laughs> I'm just...
0: All over the case, all over the place. I love it. Yeah. I would love if he was to join the team. I'd be cool with that. Oh, um, don't tease me with that.
1: <laughs> don't tease me with such... <laughs> I'd be so happy if he decides to join the team. I'd be like, that's the best idea ever. <laughs> um,
0: I don't have a preview yeah. of the next cover, do you? No, not at all it just it just
1: on my, on my um digital version it just finishes with uh yeah digital itself so we're in for a nice little surprise
0: awesome well then uh this might and not to disparage uh the normal uh artists on this book but this was like i i was expecting something once i knew it was a fill-in artist i was expecting like a little story maybe it'll be a little fun we'll have some. It's a different art style whatever and i'll just like i'll wait until the creatives proper get back on the book but this thing was like like my like, you know the, the gif of head exploding like mind blown that's what this this issue did to me it just like blew my mind
1: i agree i wasn't expecting um um much when i heard it was a fun artist then i saw it was uh rod Reyes, and i was like oh he did those really nice panels in secret empire of Inside Cap's um Oh, consciousness. right, right. And I was like, they're lovely. And I was like, I wonder what he, why, why he's drawing the Western. And then I'm like, I don't care that he's drawing the Western. Um, it's gorgeous. And weirdly enough, uh, the art married with the the concept and the, the narrative and with the character work, for me, this is like the strongest Excels has been.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um,
1: and it's really not like a, uh, the old team's rubbish it's just wow this was not an, this was just a, a gift of just everything was working perfectly everything the house is in order we have a new new decorator he's just restyled the kitchen and it's the best kitchen you've ever seen
2: essentially <laughs>
1: and I'm giving this book full marks this issue gets totally full marks yeah. for me because it's just astonishingly done
0: um, five out of five so, for me as well like as I mentioned just yeah. blown away and like with with this exile series, we talk about art again and again and again and, and rightfully so, but I feel like Ahmed gets sort of not shortchanged, but his contributions are so important to this book in terms of of characterization, but just because it's so portrayed visually so strongly it, it just feels like a natural like blending of everything so the, the stronger bits the uh, the art really stands out but everything story-wise and character-wise is super strong as well.
1: It's like what I was saying about Excalibur. It's unfortunately yes, clever yes. from Black. Because Ahmed's work is brilliant. His Valkyrie is hilarious. Um, his Iron Man's really sincere. Like you said, Wolverine is such a pure character, uh, pure innocent. And like Blink is just badass. Mm-hmm. And like my fa- like my this Blink is really... Interesting as well, and I just like the way they interact and the the sort of dialogue from the Western, the guys in the Western sort of world works really well. I love how ignorant and annoying Quicksilver is. Yeah, (laughs) I I, and in just like two pieces of dialogue, with those two simple pieces of dialogue and that visual, T'Challa has already become like an ultimate badass. Yeah, and and Magneto seems quite threatening as well with his dialogue and it's it's all about the whole machine just working together perfectly to make such a great issue
0: oh right well dan it sounds like we had three really good issues this week
1: hell yes which means it's all going to go to shit at some point
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then then we're going to hit the the sales for this book are like severely dropping off and not
1: then ruin my life. <laughs> I'll be devastated if it's canceled. I I'll actually be
0: devastated. It's cuz been... as,
1: as as a creative piece of work, it's just it is really something else.
0: Yeah, agreed. So, uh wonderful job everybody involved. Uh we super appreciate the book and um I'm just excited to see what happens next hi all right so um that was that was all for this this week i want to give a special shout out to uh the danger room podcast they're at danger room go on twitter uh they gave us a shout out uh on their show uh recently and they are wonderful like if you're wanting to go back like from the beginning and read along with the original x-men series uh, which obviously shifts into uncanny they are two uh, excellent guys uh, to go through it with because they're not like Nick Beardy, comic book continuity guys. They're about like characterization and fun artwork, and they're enjoyable. and They, they do this this wonderful thing where they they create drinks uh, out of the characters. So like we're oh, trying wow. to make a Nightcrawler. So like we're gonna use this drink and this, and they mix it and they try it and they ask people to send in like what would be your your drink, which I find so much fun. Um, and you really ought to give them a listen because, uh, as far as like X Men proper only podcasts, they're they're top of the line for me. Nice. Yep. Um, so thank you everyone for um, sending us your your dream Excalibur teams as well. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, we'll have something for you to chime in again uh, before we uh, record uh, in a couple of weeks. You'll probably hear. Us on Jason's uh, podcast shortly as well, I would assume. Hopefully, he has his on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just take it for granted now, but he could be like, hey, guys, I don't feel like doing it anymore. Um, yeah, but. you annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully, we'll be talking, you know, proper, uh, not proper, but, you know, more core X titles w- with him shortly. Is there anything you want to plug, Dan? Um,. Nothing off the top of my head. Um,
1: just, just, just go and read these books. Go and read the New Exiles because it is just ridiculous. Mm. Um, and to go listen to Snickcast and the Danger Room podcast and yeah. And why don't you recommend us some more podcasts? Um, we're always out to listen, like to listen to the rest of the X community and wouldn't mind knowing some more better ones we're specific i'm well we're both specifically interested in hearing like opinions outside of just the usual so like Mm. i really want to hear like what a lot of um women would have to say about all the machinations of the x-universe and such so any interesting or fun podcasts you've got could be anything just uh, let us know yeah
0: yeah totally i think it's it's nice to step away from the cis white male been reading comics for 30 years and I want my continuity to stay. And that's the most important thing. Like I'm sick of, of hearing about that. So as, as Dan mentioned, anything that looks at characters that looks at these, these stories from a different perspective, I'd love, I'd love to hear. I'd love to, to grow more as a person. And, and that's kind of why I read the comic books to, See stories from other points of view to to learn about life. So um, we're we're really hoping to hear hear more from you. And uh, thank you very much. So um, Dan, where can anyone find you on Twitter? And um, you can find me at
1: Gizmo 151183 eight three. where can they find us on Twitter? <laughs> oh, you can find, well, you can find us at Excalibur's one, which is the one you should be looking for. Yes, not mine. Yes. Um, so I'm just saying see all of my old podcasting has come come back and self self-promotion haul at the moment mm-hmm. um, and you can obviously listen to us on Podbean or iTunes and other Stitcher, places
0: etc etc yeah We're everywhere alright well you can find me at LA Boy Toy um, and thanks so much for listening we'll see you in a couple of weeks goodbye